Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of the Seam Sketchy Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Bray, alongside... Garo G. Baz Baz. Episode 51, we have finally 51. hit... My boy, Tremont Waters numbers. Shout out Tremont Waters on the Celtics and on the Red Claws. Whoa. That's when I first uh, Bro, give, give him the max game. contract. Absolute goat. You know, the, <laughs> the, the 5'10 legend. Um, just an absolute baller. And uh, and yeah. you said also, shout out Ichiro. We love Ichiro. This is an Ichiro podcast. Absolute mm-hmm. legend as well. Uh, Gar, we're back uh, after last week's special episode. We thank everyone for all the support and the the messages we got around that, we're very happy to see that people enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. We 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 assume that people were going to enjoy it, and we're happy yeah. to see that uh that that ended up happening. Um, but in this one, we find we're we're back to reviewing new music, and like new music, we mean 2021 music. We have, I think, mm-hmm. it's Tyron by Slow Tie, a self-titled album in a way because that is his name, it's his first name, not mm-hmm. his. Obviously, it would be I guess if it was if it was a self-titled album, it would be called Slow Tie, but. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's not his stage name; it's his actual his real, real his birth name. Yeah. Um, and it was a, it's a, it was, it was a pretty big, I guess, anticipated release. I mean, we were both big fans of his, uh, of his 2019 project. Nothing great about God, Britain. God, yeah, God nothing saved, great. Nothing great about Britain. Yeah, I believe that That's was called in, God Save Britain. No, no, definitely not. Um, I'm pretty sure that was 2019. Um, yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. But uh, great project. We both loved it. I'm pretty sure we both had it pretty high up on our end of year lists. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big slow tie fan. So we were super excited just to to have this album come out and to get to talk about it. So without further ado, girl, should we get into it? Let's do it. Before we get into the slow tie album, <laughs> there is some there's some pretty big news that we have to talk about before we get into uh-uh. that. Um, the man, the myth, the legend himself, <laughs> Bobby Shmurda, is finally free. It's finally He's free. out. Nah, um, I never thought this day would come. You know, they the dates were been they've been moving. We thought he was going to come out 2020. Yeah, and, it was supposed to be think, like December 2020, and then they said that he's, yeah. his parole got denied and pushed back. And then I thought it was supposed to be December 2021, but yeah, I wake up to a random random tweet on uh on, on the old Twitter, and it just says like Bobby, Bobby Schmerda is going to be released tomorrow, and I'm like, say what? <laughs> and it's 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 just like a crazy time because I remember when we thought that he was going to come out in December 2020, everybody was like, well, you know. 2020 was worth it because it was, it was all for this moment. It's going to be saved. He's <laughs> going to save happen. 2020. And then just, they were like, no, sorry. This year just needs to suck I mean, a little bit longer before it can A little more, better. a little more. I mean, this year, 2021 has been pretty good. Like, who's been coming out? Bobby. Kodak Black also just came out. Rowdy Rebel. You know, things like, are, it's like I things think, are getting better coronavirus-wise, you know? like Yeah, you know, life's the, been going the, good. You can go, you can actually, like, attend in-person sporting events in Boston, you know? like. And well, I mean, I'm trying you, to. you could for most of the, uh, the country, but Boston is starting to catch up. Yeah. I mean, listen, like I know it was a meme, the whole Bobby Schmurder free thing, but like, no, it's like, this is a great time. I think we're both very excited to review whatever he releases. Oh yeah. Cannot um, wait. Instant, instant review. 
He's got and a crazy I, like return. Like I saw a funny TikTok too, and he was like, "Bro, I don't." He's like, "I don't care if like whatever his first release is out of prison, <laughs> if it's fucking terrible, like I will be bumping that just yeah. just, just for him." And it was and it was you know you know that like the thing where they like make fun of like people that want to be producers and be like the like that. It started. I was like, "Jalo beats holla at me." Into that, and it was just the dude in his car being like, "Oh, shout out little Altoid on TikTok. Love his stuff." Um, but you know, Kyle, Bobby Schroeder being free, it didn't come, um, just playing out, you know, it came with a cost. Yeah. A soul for a soul. <laughs> Daft Punk, um, also announced that they were, they were splitting up. Did you watch the video they released? Yeah. Like one of them blew cool. up. Like, it was cool. <laughs> it was like a cool was... video. And the song at the end, I had never heard before. Yeah. I don't know if that was like a new thing they did. Cause I mean, we're not the biggest Daft Punk fans in the world. I mean, like I no. enjoy certain of their songs i don't think i'm actually oh. well i know i've listened to random access memories a long time ago yeah uh, but that's the only album of theirs i've actually fully listened to um just because for the longest I mean, time i wasn't like yeah. the biggest electronic music guy but um you know mm-hmm. i've listened to a bunch of their big singles you know and i like i love those singles you know i mean and you know up, one, of, one of the best kanye songs wouldn't have been wouldn't have been possible without them you know one of my first kanye songs i ever heard was a daft punk was kanye stronger song. yeah stronger. no that, that was the first kanye song i ever heard too um, and, you know, they're just their influence and, you know, they're, you know, the way that they were able to mm-hmm. command electronic music and be such an important group, you know, this is a pretty big event. And I was kind of surprised in the way that they did it, too, because 20, uh, I think, they, well, well, that, I mean, but also they, I think the last album they released was Random Access Memories, which was in, I want to say 2013. Like- so it's kind of weird for them to like wait ago. eight years and then announce their retirement. I mean, I'm not super up to date on Daft Punk news. I don't know if they've been working mm-hmm, on other mm-hmm. stuff and they're kind of like, and they were just kind of like, nah, like we're good. But like, you know, I thought it was kind of a weird I, timing at least, but um, you know. Yeah, I get you. Good for them. I mean, you know, they, they've been in the game for so long. They've been, you know, killing it for so long. Like good for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's sad to see, yeah. you know, such an influential group like call it quits but i'm sure that they'll you know they'll be back in some capacity at some point down the low down the line maybe not for a new they'll album you know, i'm sure they'll tour again at some yeah. point but like you know yeah i'm sure sh- they but, deserve um, the break know, you know yeah I, yeah definitely and i think their last like uh real push was with the weekend if i'm not mistaken yeah like, that one of their yeah. right like it must have been like that was their last, the last um, thing that i at least remember that they did was when they they did yeah. all this they did all the stuff with Starboy. yeah yeah, because they had their time with like Yay, and then some with Bruno Mars, and then now, I didn't with, realize uh, that they produced weekend. a lot of Jesus. I didn't oh, know yeah. that they did like the yeah. bunch of the big Those... songs. It was it was like um, on site, um, Black Skin Head. They did on site. They did on site. They did on site. Black Skin Head and I Am a God, and I think one other song on there. But I didn't know that. And I'm like, hey, wow, really Me good neither. for them, you know? I mean, they're just you know pioneering producers, you know. Yeah, I wonder how Kanye feels, bro. His like his one of his favorite producers broke up. His wife left. <laughs> he's having a he's. A, I, I saw a funny tweet and it said, "Fuck it, put Kanye on the Bachelor." Yo, right now, he'll, <laughs> could, he'll just have like manic episodes. Could you imagine how absurd that would be? Who do they? I know. Who would? Who would the people that would show up for that? Like, how, like I'm sure they would have to raise the requirements of who you who could be on the show for that. You know? Yeah, I mean, if Kanye West was the Bachelor. That'll be insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously sad to see Daft Punk go, but at the same time, yeah. very, very happy to see Bobby Shmurda is back. Um, you know, stream Bobby and Bitch. Free. Stream Shmurda, she wrote. Both oh, classics. That's not 24-7. I re-listened to Shmurda, she wrote. I'm like, damn, bro. Dude, like, it's so, it's so good. It's, it's so good, good, like, now. It's good now. And here's another thing oh, I was yeah. thinking about. 
he went to jail what like six seven years ago yeah still this relevant whole, this whole t- but this whole like tiktok generation like maybe like kids that are like two to three to four years younger than us i don't know if they know bobby like no, they like do they bobby. do because well m- maybe not necessarily how we do but they they know him because like He's been so relevant for so long through memes, which is which is the most insane thing. Like this guy has not dropped anything in seven years. <laughs> He's been locked up for seven years, and this yeah. guy did not lose an ounce of relevancy. Like he is still super yeah. relevant. His Instagram account has three million followers now. That they re- that they announced it, they it made was, it. It's absurd. The, the other day it was at like one point two million that I saw. I mean, I, I gave it a follow, of course. Um, oh, so did and that's I. another thing. It, that's another thing. I'm not saying like Bobby is like, like the best rapper alive. You like Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, obviously not, but like he, makes, he was he just makes fun music, bro. He makes, he makes good music, but he was just, honestly, in my opinion, I feel like he would just pick to be like, Oh, you're the meme guy now for like while you're in jail. But when you come out, we're actually going to like fuck well, with you heavy. Well, well, cause the thing was, is his first project was so exciting and everyone was like, "Yo, yeah. this guy's gonna be big!" Like, and then, uh, and then it got like obviously his time in the the the, the, the limelight got cut short. Mm-hmm. And but mm-hmm. and everyone kind of I think a lot of the thing that kept his the meme alive was a how great his original catalog was, but also the fact that people yeah. were like so unsatisfied with not getting more from him that they're like, "We're gonna keep him relevant because we want to see what mm-hmm. he eventually comes out with when he's out." And hey, now he's out. You know, get to work, man. Let, let, let's see what but- you got. We never, we never got the Bobby, we never got the Bobby and Pop Smoke collab. Oh, apparently there may be. Oh wait, one. There might be like, like they use a verse from Pop Smoke and put it in. Yeah, something like that, which I'm sure would be unreal. Oh man, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. But yeah, super excited. Super excited for for for, super excited for Daft Punk for you know making that decision and carrying on with their lives, and uh, super (laughs) excited for uh, for. Bobby Shmurda for in that fact that he's free and cannot wait to see or listen to some music from him in the future. Hopefully before we get into the album, though, I do want to touch on one more thing. Um, yes. A friend, uh, a friends of the program, I guess uh, seems sketchy uh, program. Caro Caro Bonito dropped a new oh, okay. single today. The princess and the clock. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I did not just, l- I'm going to look at it real quick. Cause I listened. Yeah. The princess and the clock. Hmm. Um, Really, really fun sort of like experimental synth pop track. Um, very much similar to the vein of, you know, like Where the Fire um, and one of that. I didn't say the full name okay. of the song, but Civilization 1, uh, which was the EP they released in 2019. This is obviously off of an EP, Civilization 2, that will be coming out um, in April, which we will definitely be reviewing as we are obviously big KKB fans on this show. Um, great video with it. Awesome little tune sort of about like... Um, it gave me heavy quarantine vibes because it's talking about this like it's a story about like a girl who's like an explorer and she like lands on this island uh, on this like isolated island and they like worship her as their like queen or something like that but so they lock her up in like a tower because they like don't want anything to happen to her and she's just kind of like stuck in the tower like killing time which very much gave me (laughs) quarantine vibes but um i get that you know i mean uh, i haven't haven't listened to it yet it's but, it's really like, fun. I mean, we'll, well, like we're recording this on a Wednesday. It literally drops like yeah. at midnight, and I I was sitting in the PlayStation oh, okay. party with with uh, with our friend Willie. Shout out Willie! And I was just like, oh shit, wait, the new KKB singles out, and I just put it on while I was in the party. I was like, hell yeah! And I woke up early this morning to watch the premiere of the video, which was great. Dropping on a Tuesday night, I like that. I mean, oh, yeah. I haven't oh, yeah. listened to it yet. I I probably will later on. Now, does it give you 
So you said it gives you like Civilization One vibes, not really. Like, yeah, no, they're definitely con- they're definitely considering that sound. I All mean, because right. they went from because like obviously their first album was very synth pop, like very just you know mm-hmm. bubblegum synth pop. Second album mm-hmm. very like lo-fi indie sad rock, a little bit of synth in there, but mostly rock. And then this mm-hmm. this one kind of seems like they're they're kind of going back towards their first album, but with like a little bit, but they're taking what they learned from their second album and applying it to they're an old synth pop sound. There's a lot more adventurous sounds that they're working with a lot more interesting song structures and, you know, just overall, like more, like better, like more um, mature lyrics and whatnot. I get you. I get you. I I enjoyed civilization one a lot. So I am excited to listen to this and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there will be an album sometime Mm. soon in the vein of, you know, what they've been working on with this. It seems like they might just do another EP and, you know, hopefully they'll do kind of what they did in 2018 where they had the EP in the beginning of the year and then the album at the end of the year, which is what I'm hoping we'll get from them, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. All right, Kyle, though. So now I think Let's, it's time uh... we get into the feature presentation. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the new Slow Tie album. It's been, uh, I believe, two years since his album, uh, Nothing Great About Britain, came out. We really mm-hmm. enjoyed that album. Um, you know, had some incredible bangers on there. I mean, like Inglorious with Skepta. One of my favorite Disgusting. songs from that year. Unbelievable. I mean, Skepta absolutely bodies it. Great production. Um, and mm-hmm. Slow Time is just really exciting because, you know, I think for, for us, like, we, weren't, we weren't super into, you know, British rap before, Yeah. Um, you know, and he was kind of like, you know, a refreshing and accessible pathway into the world of British hip hop for people like us from America who aren't super familiar with it. And, um, oh, you know, we, we yeah. love that project. Really interesting production. Great rapping. And he's back with a, another really interesting project here. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I think you said it before, but for me, this kind of flew under the radar. Like, I didn't really know it dropped until you told me. Like, I knew he had some singles out, and I know, you know, he was doing stuff here and there, but I didn't actually think he dropped the full album. I thought it was just an EP. So I was glad to actually see that he dropped something. And yeah, like you said, um, he was just something new at that time in 2019, so we really enjoyed that. Also, he kind of introduced, at least me specifically, into more grime so like yeah, yeah i listen to skepta stormzy but now i'm like okay i'm actually gonna listen to that genre more and even into more like lo-fi stuff which i'm gonna talk about more as we get to the second half um but something yeah. i want to mention um because when you so so i i listened to the first three songs before i really listened to the album and i was like oh this is like a banger album right i'm gonna use it as my gym play my gym album song whatever yeah. then i come to find out i'm looking i'm looking i'm like middle of my thing i look and it's like why why is the second half of this album like all lowercase like what's going on here and well actually when i was listening to it on spotify on my on my computer and i don't know if you saw this but it split up like one album two album like it's two discs hmm i didn't notice that we'll and see it, i've only listened to it on my phone so i haven't seen that here wait yeah. look, i'm on my computer i can look at it right now do it right now I, I don't know why spotify doesn't do that on their on your phone but pretty much where oh yeah wait what the split, hell uh, yeah whenever it switches to the lowercase letters it's like a second it's part of the two. album or whatever side a side this b two pretty much exactly so once i saw that i was like oh okay that's cool so now uh, it makes kind of makes more sense why it's like split like Definitely. and like because you texted me you texted me you were like i said i love the um, vibe switch in the middle i kind of spoiled yeah. it for you i was like i was like wait what i was like what do you mean by that because I, I, I listened to 45 smoke canceled and maza by this time and i'm and i'm like what are you talking about and then i, I come uh, to find out what exactly you mean but let's break down the first song, 45 Smoke. 
Yeah, I mean, just, the, like like the way you said, I mean, certainly the album starts off very, very intense <laughs> and very, very hot. I mean, it just gets right into it with sort of, yeah, explosive sort of like thundering, driving production. I'm, I'm, I forget the name of the guy who did most of the production on this album. Let's I got see, it. I can, Quez, oh. Quez Darko. Yeah, Quez, Quez yeah, Darko. Quez Darko. I've ne- I'd never heard of him before. Um, but he did no, pretty much the entire first half of the album and mm-hmm, a couple mm-hmm. of the songs in the second half. Um, and, you know, I would say that the production, especially in the first half, it's probably one of my favorite aspects of it. I think Quest Darko really, you know, hit it out of the park on this one with some of the beats. I mean, like the first three beats in this album are friggin' fantastic. You got the, the 45 Smoke one, oh, one yeah. with Cancel, the one with Mazza. Those are all incredible, incredible beats. And that's really what got me in because I haven't been listening to a lot of listen to a lot of hip-hop but specifically a lot of like hype hip-hop recently this just hasn't really been my vibe but this this definitely got me going and it made me remember i was kind of like hell yeah like this is the shit that i used to listen to like all the time and i'd be driving and stuff you know imagine watching to this shit dude and also i will say though just opening the album with dickhead bombo clot there's some great lyrics here christ there's some great (laughs) lyrics and i wrote them down dude i started laughing the second that i heard that (laughs) Bro, I think, yeah, and talking about Quez Darko, which I want to look into more a little later, but he does the bass of all these songs very well. And, like, yeah. I don't know if that's, like, his thing, but he really kills it with the bass. And, and to some points, it gets a little um, meshed together, but I'll get into that later on. But overall, this, and I think I told you this, like, this was, this song gave me a stank face, the whole the whole yeah, song. Definitely. And actually, what I, what my favorite part of this song is specifically was... Um, the like the second half like slow tie kind of goes into like a baby voice sort of like he's just mumbling random stuff but yeah. the beat switches a little bit and it just it's beautiful and it kind of reminded me of cardi to a certain degree <laughs> but but he just like ad libs and like the bass is just like disgusting and i just love that song great opener very explosive yeah and then the next one canceled which was released a while ago as a single mm-hmm. with skepta i mean him and skepta both kill it. i mean skepta has a great verse on this i'm in it and it's alluding a lot usual. to, yeah, it's, it's alluding, I think, to, you know, the incident that he had. And I think it was early mm-hmm. 2020, I want to say. Um, I want to talk about that. Too. What exactly happened? So basically he was, it was, it was at the N, the NME Music Awards. It was like a British music publication. And the host of it, this, I think it was a comedian name. I think Catherine Ryan was her name. Um, and basically like, she, I don't know if she was giving him an award or she was presenting an award with him or something, but Slow times like really drunk and he kept making like really like lewd jokes and references and it was kind of and just obviously making everyone especially Cameron Ryan very uncomfortable and it was kind of one of those a dude like fucking stop you know like why are you doing that um and he got and he understandably got a lot of flack for that and you know he apologized the next day but you know a lot of people were going after him and trying to cancel him and he yeah. was kind of just like I'm gonna you know lay um he's kind of laid low for a while i think and then was it the the person Catherine ryan said that like she he wasn't making her feel uncomfortable and she like you know accepted his apology which you know if, if that's what she says and that's what she says i guess um yeah but, i think in the song in the song i don't know if you mentioned like that academy specifically well, he, yeah he, says, he like, talks about how he hates Oscars, awards yeah he talks Grammys. about how he like hates award shows and shit and that was the other thing is i think a lot of people were expecting like sort of like an apology on this album <laughs> but you don't really get that i think like no um, I think it's a lot of, this album mostly is mostly a lot of like um, ref, inner reflection. And I'll talk about this sort of when we wrap up about, mm-hmm. you know, how I think that this ties into those incidents. I mean, slow time has been a very 
controversial figure for a while. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? When he performed at, uh, when he performed Doorman, another incredible song from Nothing Great About Britain at the, I think it was, it might've been the same awards or a different British award show. He had like, he like had a beheaded Boris Johnson and was like spiking it and was wearing like a, yeah, like he's a, he's an intense controversial figure. So he's always in the news for doing various different things. Um, so, you know, this was, I guess, you know, him being in the news, doing something controversial, wasn't really, you know, surprising. It was just a shame to see the way that it went around, but um, I got you, but yeah, no, I mean, and, okay. and I was a little worried song, when I saw though. there was a song called canceled. Cause I'm not, I hate like mm. the whole, like, Oh, I hate cancel culture. I'm like, please don't tell me this is going to be some yeah. like, cringe song being like, Oh, what you're trying to try to cancel me, man. You can't cancel me. Mm. And which is kind of ends up what it being, but at the same time, it, didn't have it didn't feel cringy and it was also like it just yeah. it, it sounded pretty good it's so I, I did enjoy this song i think skeptic definitely carried it a little bit but he definitely delivered mm. pretty well while you dripping blood i like that part from skepta no i mean i get what you mean um it's still bang so it kind of made up for the message to a certain degree well i mean i didn't, um, even, I didn't even get super that much of the message from it it kind of just felt like they were just talking about you know the, the idea of people trying to like hate on them and stuff you know he doesn't really talk about any of those like incidents on this album. He really mostly just reflects on like, you know, his path in life and how it may have caused certain stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I but, think with this with substance abuse and all that stuff, which I, he talks about later on, but yeah, I think it brings it up. But um, um, and then the, but, the next song yeah. as well, and a great, a great three song opener, their opening mm-hmm. run here. Then you have Mazda featuring ASAP Rocky of all people, who's like a Masai. recent, col- he's a recent collaborator with uh, Slow Tie. I was listening to his, yep. he did an interview with uh, Anthony Fantano um, and I watched some of it live and he was talking about that. I mean, the features on this album are fantastic. I mean, Skepta, mm-hmm. Rocky's verse is great. Then you have Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry later, even though I wanted a little bit more from Denzel Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, on that, which we can talk about later. Deb yeah. Never, who was also a, who's a Brockhampton okay. collaborator, um, she was great. She does the she oh, does the opening sorry. part on uh, No Halo from uh, mm. Ginger. If you remember that I, album, I, I want to talk to I'll talk about her a little later on as well. Um, then mean, you have, then you have James Blake as well later. And oh, then yeah. interesting, do you recognize the, the other the other name on that uh, on that song, Mount Kimby? Of course, I do. I, I, <laughs> remember that? I have a lot of stuff to talk about but again, I'll, I'll wait till we get to that song wait, wait till we get to it uh, yeah but, but yeah, I just yeah. want to say the features on this are great and the ASAP Rocky feature in this song is fantastic one of my favorite songs in this whole album no he killed it like it, it's it's classic Rocky like he didn't overdo himself it literally sounds like how he sounds on his good songs his, he, yeah. he does have bad songs I'm not going to say he doesn't um, crazy tempo on this song the whole uh, Masaying very catchy yeah uh, classic uh, good ASAP, like I said, uh, and he worked with the beat very well. Like Rocky did, and I yeah. think this is a Rocky beat as well. Of course, Sotai did his thing. Um, one of my favorite lines when he said, "Like New York, like I'm Pop Smoke." You yeah. Know, just, any, anytime, anytime the king gets his uh, respects, it's good. Which is funny, him saying yeah. that. Cause I'm pretty sure Rocky is also from New York, so it's like you know, you just shout yourself out, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, you know, shout out Pop uh, Smoke. He's gonna be in a no, movie. Do you know that? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw a trailer Before for him on died, Instagram today. I'm going to watch that. Um, now, going to the next song, and this is what kind of I was talking about a little earlier, how I like Quez and what he's been doing, but some of the stuff does get a little um, mixed, I want to say. And I'm talking about the song Vex. Um, wavy, bassy beat. Uh, but I feel like it blends in a bit to like the rest of the album. Like I'm not yeah. saying it's like a sleeper song, but it's like it sounds like the last three what I just heard, you know, but just slow tie now. 
yeah i mean vex want and dead those three they're solid they're solid songs but they all kind of blend together for me a little bit um and i think i might 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 disagree for one of them that might be um yeah i know i I know you shared one of them on your story it wasn't Watt, which i mean i liked i thought it was i thought it was a little i thought it was a little too short i would have loved to have heard more but you know it was kind of i guess more of like an interlude isk track yeah but i mean this one vex nothing really like it's good of course like I, i like it the beat's great but not really something to go crazy about like the first three that we listened to honestly yeah yeah. And then you have but, what? What? Okay, first of all, what? The harp? The harp? Is you shitting me? Is that a harp, right? In the song, in the beat? I don't know. It must be what it's like. But it, oh, it sounds so good. I love, I love that. This is criminally, criminally a short song. I don't know why. Out of all the songs, this is like 50 seconds. Yeah. I hate that. Which Favorite you, beat of the album. You want to talk Favorite about that? I mean, 14 songs, 35 minutes. It's 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 a great length for an album. Oh yeah. Just that song. I mean favorite favorite beat of the album. Come on. I don't know why. I was kind of like discouraged a little bit that they did not continue this just a little more. I just yeah. love the beat so No, no, much. I, like, I loved it too. Heart. And I remember looking and I looked at it and I was like, wait, there's like 10 seconds left. This song's barely been going. <laughs> I'm so bro. I'm saying I'm pissed. Um you want to get into dead for me. Yeah, again, I mean uh, that it was fine. Another, another another mesh. I think Dead and Vex, not that they're bad songs, but on like the lower level or lower of the list of songs I actually liked on this album. Yeah. It just gave me more slow tie, but it, it the beats just blended too much to what I just listened to. That's why I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm kind of getting, not tired of it, but I've heard this before. Which I guess is um, good that then on Play With Fire, the last song of the, you know, exclam- the, the all caps song titles is definitely a little bit more of a chiller vibe on the beat. Um, which I think does a good job to sort of set up the the second half of the album, which obviously is more stripped back, more vibes, yeah. a lot less like, you know, hard hitting bass and like trap hi-hats and whatnot. Mm. Which the other thing I really liked about this album is there's not really, it's kind of hard to pin a genre down to it. It's very broad and there's a lot of different musical influences on it, especially when you get into the second half. I mean, Play With Fire in essence is like the whole album because yeah. it starts off the beginning of the first half like how the first half of the album starts and then it ends with how the second half of the album starts, which I, I like. That's a good split, you know? Um, beautiful beginning. There was an instrument in the beginning or a sound in the beginning that I couldn't, I don't know what it was, but I really liked it. No, um, I'm not sure. I, 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 I wish I could explain it. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's it's kind of leaving this hype, hype, grime that Soltai was, that we've known Soltai for. Yeah. Kind of going to this lo-fi grind that you and me we've tied that we've listened to more um, yeah and we'll get into that uh and then you know second half of this song it starts with uh, a lot of lo-fi which i like great breed background vocal um it's kind of like the, the song ends like she's like doing spoken words not really rapping anymore and and that's also a theme i feel like in the second half it's like is it, there's some rapping he does but also he like just talks yeah to the to the listener or whatever but great song overall um yeah and then, and then you get into the to the second half which it's a very yes. not, not it's i guess it's not as abrupt because play with fire is so chill um but mm-hmm. it is it is a very intense change of pace you go from this very mm-hmm. like intense aggressive hard-hitting bass you know like aggressive rapping you know boasting about various things and then you get into these more calmer sort of introspective looking in songs you know 
um, which the, the first one on there is I Tried, which I'm pretty sure. No, that one wasn't. There are two songs on this album that were produced by Kenny Beats. This was not one of them, I don't think. No, it wasn't. Um, the next song is, and then I think one of the later ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, you get into the, you get into sort of the chiller, chiller half of the album. You get these more like sort of, like you said, lo-fi instead of like, you know, these booming basses, you have sort of soft guitars that are kind of carrying Mm -hmm. these songs, you know? I love, yeah. And honestly, if I was going to say, I think I would prefer the second half of this album over the first (laughs) half. I really think I do. And that might be only because of, you know, where I'm at and I'm very much more (laughs) into listening to like, you know, yeah, yeah, more, more, more calm stuff. But at the I same you, time, like this, this half of the album, especially the ending of it, really hits, really hits. Oh, and and kind of going off with that, I agree to you to a certain extent because I like more overall. I like more songs in the second half than the first one because yeah, we like to turn up, like listen to you know banger music. But what a song that we really can relate to and shit that's i'm not saying we relate to what he's talking about because he's talking about like drug and substance abuse but i'm saying like the chill vibe of it yeah. and with this song or sorry with this half of the album it's like a whole new slow tie to a certain degree because we've because his last album well, it's, is it's like the I'll real slow tie def- yeah it's a real slow tie i feel like his last album really is way more like this first half which is like the bangers 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 right so this is just like oh new stuff going on or or his new side that he doesn't really talk about a lot and i think one line i liked a lot which he says i think towards the end he says if hell was meant for me wait if hell was meant for sinning then heaven ain't for me i love that line that 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 was one of the few lines that he said that really really stuck with me yeah i loved that yeah yeah i mean it's simple and it's not you know it's not like a foreign concept or anything like people say stuff similar Mm. stuff like that but i love the way that he delivered Mm. that line um the next one focus that's that is a um Kenny it wasn't one of my favorites, but it was a Kenny Beats one. Um, so you know, good mm-hmm. to see Kenny on there. Um, what was it he slow tie has his own Kenny producer tag now, too, because he said it at the beginning of the song. Wait, I gotta find exactly what it it's, was. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, like Kenny, this is crazy or something. Yeah, shit. it's it's, it's yeah. something like that. Wait, let me see. It was on um oh crap, I clicked on the wrong freaking song. Kenny, this is a crazy one. <laughs> oh, Kenny, but, um, you're mad for this one. You're mad for this one, yeah. Instead of being like, whoa, Kenny, or um, which is funny because now I guess the only two the only two artists that have custom ones for him are uh Rico, Rico Nasty and Slow Tie, I guess, get their own Kenny Beats producer tag things, which is kind of funny. Wait. Oh, that's right, that's right. When, um, on, 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 hers, thought... on her songs, it's like her going, Kenny. Mm-hmm, yeah. I shout out Rico Nasty. But yeah, I, I think for this as song, always. I like the reverb like voice effect in the beginning. And I thought this song, even though it was like decent, I feel like this is one of his more important songs. The way he's talking about like focus and like I need to you know focus on himself and all the stuff he go he goes through. Yeah, again, talking like, talking about his family talk- a lot too. That's that's what I really liked about this second half of this album. He really talks about his family, his friends. He's like, these don't be like give a fuck about fuck everybody else as I get like more famous and all that stuff. So I mean, I think this is a very important song for him. Um, yeah. Now. This next song, I don't. Terms. I just want to say one thing about this. I want to say one thing about this next song. Uh, Terms featuring Dominic Fike and Denzel Curry. Both, we you know we enjoy both their music. Yeah, Dominic Fike's fucking chorus on this shit is better than his whole last fucking album. <laughs> <laughs> He's he he. I didn't even listen to his whole album, like his last one. He sounds so good. Yeah, I no. love the chorus, bro. I woke up. I woke up and came to terms with it. Oh, 
Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's it's, line that stuck too. It's a good, it's a, and it's a good chorus too, because and it's a good message because as someone who is so, you know, like slow tie, who's so controversial at times and does a lot of stuff where you know people might be misunderstood and you know people might be misunderstanding what he's saying. It's obviously very relevant to him, but yeah, no, I agree. Dem- Dominic Fike and a great feature Beautiful. on this. Denzel Curry is he's featured on this and he does he he's in the back sort of just doing ad libs, which I, I would have liked to have yeah. heard, you know, a little bit more from him. Maybe this song that wasn't exactly you. his vibe, you know. Like I don't know if I don't know if Denzel Curry putting a verse down on this would have been the best because I don't think really this is like his energy, but you know. No, definitely. I saw I this, saw this like... is another Kenny Beats one as well, which is which makes oh, yeah. sense because it's slow tie Denzel and um Dominic Fike who are all Kenny Beats collaborators. So I'm sure they all recorded this together at one point. Probably. I saw like this lineup and I was like, oh, this is a, a cool bunch of like artists, like in a one song. Yeah, of seriously. Course, you know, we would have wanted, I mean, I, what Den, I feel like Denzel in the background, he was doing like some like screwed up like Texas vocals. You know how, how it is like, uh, yeah, like, they're, they're kind of morphed a little bit, chopped and screwed, I think it's more of a chopped and screwed. Yeah. But I mean, the course made this song. Sotai did this thing, of course. Um, yeah. I loved it. I, I really love this. Song. Yeah, no, this the, 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 this was one of my more favorite tracks on the entire album. I think um, I'll, I'll definitely listen. I to mean, this I kind of have like I kind of have a top three. Like when we obviously we're gonna do that later, but I kind of have a top three for the hype side and a top three for the chill side because it's kind of hard to 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 mix them together. You know, that's I mean, easy I though. That's easy though. I mean, but the, 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 that's that's just kind of how it is though. You know, I don't really know how I, I don't know how I would mix it. Um, but I, I mean, the, the three track yeah. run right here is incredible because. You have prob- this, which is probably my favorite song in the whole album, Push, featuring Deb Never. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deb Never, I, yeah. I haven't heard a ton of her stuff, but I know she's done A, some stuff with Kenny, but she did some stuff with Brockhampton as well. Um, beautiful she, voice. Her, beautiful yeah, oh, voice. Great voice and a great chorus. Again, like you talk Dominic Fike delivering a fantastic chorus. She gives an incredible chorus on this mm-hmm. one. And this one, I really love too. Like This was one of my favorite instrumentals on the whole album, just that, that yeah. laid back, that slow guitar sort of carrying you through. And it's just, it was one of those, I was listening, I think I posted it on my story like really late at night because I was listening to it late at night because it's one of those songs, you know, which given, you know, the way the album opens, you wouldn't think there's any songs on here that would be, oh, I'm going to listen to this late at night, you know? Mm, I got you. I I mean, I'm going to, because of the song, I'm going to look into Deb, Deb Nevermore. Yeah. Deb Nevermore because it's just beautiful. And I looked into her Spotify profile. She has like one EP from like two years ago. But she does a lot of features. She has has a lot of features. Yeah. Um, No, it was beautiful. Great soft song. um, You know, all about you got to push, you know, you got to push. So uh, I did like that as well. Um, Great song. I mean, yeah, and it's sort of him trying to like push out of his like, you know, like his background and trying to push beyond like the struggles he's had in his life, you know, which which is a lot of sort of the introspective look that you get on the second Mm -hmm. half of the album. And then the the next one, NHS. I really I really like this one. This this is another is one. That, is no, is it's not national history. What? No, 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 no. The, no, no oh like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. yeah. The Brockhampton voice in the beginning. They do. It, it really, I mean, it, there are a couple songs where they do that. There's another one that, that they also kind of do the Brockhampton voice on too, which I know I definitely got, and I definitely got sort of Brockhampton vibes from some of the the second half of this yeah, album. Yeah. Sort of like you know, they're more they're buddies, back right? Chill song. Yeah, no, they're friends. I mean, he was on uh, Ginger. He does his a, a feature. He toured with them. They love Slow Tie. Um, mm. There was also on the producer credits, there was someone named Kiko. So maybe it was the guy for Brockhampton. I don't know. Um, I don't know if he goes what his like solo thing is, if he does solo stuff. But yeah, this song too. I mean, this song really kind of hit. There was a great verse in here where he's kind of talking about like. It's very introspective. Um, 
very introspective, but it, it and I, I remember I'm, earlier I said like quarantine vibes, but it's just talking about like, you know, sort of like getting through your life and, you know, life without hardship is impossible, you know, and that's sort of like you letting that shape you. And, you know, obviously this last year has been super hard on, you know, literally everyone except like, you know, maybe like Jeff Bezos, you know, he's, 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 <laughs> but, um, was um, this the song? Cause there was another lyric that really stuck out to me. And I, I think it might've been the song where you said, like, if you search the world for, for like what bad stuff, you're going to find it or something. Um, there was some sort of this, there was some sort of line in this album that he said that. And I, and I think that also um, we can relate to nowadays. Um, I don't know if he said that on this one, but you know, that this one, again, another, another fantastic production, obviously dedicating it to the, uh, to the NHS shout out uh, NHS, you know, um, there's the, that's their version of that's their like national healthcare system, I think is what the NHS stands for. Oh, but, wow. know, the people that are on the front lines fighting COVID, you know, shout out to them. Um, but I just really like the, was it, it was from the chorus that I really liked. It's just kind of like, you know, it kind of just explained how you're feeling back in the day, like same old shit, just another day. I was in my head feeling dead, feeling microwaved, you know, like that's, per- that's pretty much like the mood of the last, like, you know, <laughs> year. Last year feeling, you know, like same old shit, you know, you're feeling like touched, blown out, destroyed, you know? Well, um, well, we all, we're all brain dead. We all have brain soup. Yeah, seriously. I feel that. And then the next one, feel away. Um, this I have, a lot, song, I have a lot to say about this song. I have a lot to oh, say. Oh yeah, because you're a big first. James Blake guy. But no, and this song, this song was important because it was dedicated to his brother who died when he was really young, um, which I remember yep. him posting about. And you know, really powerful emotions on this album. I mean, James Blake is a fantastic singer. Great feature mm. from him. I'm assuming Mount Kimby was. Uh, they, they don't. They don't think they perform in it. I think they were sampled and credited as a feature. Yeah. Um, unless yep. they did do something, I, I looked on the you know on the lyrics. I didn't see them having a part in there. I mean, we've seen we saw Mount Kimby when we saw Brockhampton, and you know that mm-hmm. that show was just a well, that set was a fever. Of course, I remember them. But yeah, well, you know, I was I wasn't sure. I, the, I, I wasn't sure if you remembered the name or not. But I remember Mount Kimby. We were we were waiting. We were by that time we were standing for like four hours, just the yeah. sun beating on our face. Like we were like high like, as hell. Sun, I was having a fever I, dream. Pretty I, much. I I wasn't high, and I was like like zonked i was like i don't know yeah. what i was dealing with it was um, heat stroke that's what you were dealing with <laughs> that, that's, that's probably what it was i oh, feel yeah. like so this song feel away uh it was a single that dropped before and i actually texted you but i was like hey remember uh, did you see this uh slow time uh song with james blake at bangs i texted yeah. you about it well, i don't know about bangs but well ba- you know to a certain degree um In a sad i feel way. like with this song i was i feel like this beat is very polarizing from like the rest of the album, like the whole album. Like, yeah, no it's very different. Like well, because I'm assuming it's the very, Mount Kimby very sample. Different. I don't know which Mount Kimby song it is because I've listened to a couple of their songs, but yeah, no, I, I, I really notes, enjoyed the production yeah. on it. I was like, I was like, in my notes, I were like the Mount Kimby effect. It's just different, you know. Um, now James Trance. James Blake gave us James Blake. You know, I can't complain about that. Okay, another thing I have to mention: this song. I was looking into the credits. It says that. One of the co-writers was Mariah Carey, and I don't he, know. If he pro- he probably he probably like he probably interpolated her at some point. Probably, I mean, but Mariah Carey is slow tie. That's nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that that collab. Well, he he probably um, just like used lyrics from one of her songs or something. I'm not sure which one. I mean, did he say "All I Want for Christmas Is You"? <laughs> I don't know. No, he didn't. Um, no, but um, it, it's 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 beautiful though. The song was great. Uh, I feel and like, then, I, and, like then, and then the closer was awesome. probably one of my favorites as well. 
um, ADHD, mm. probably one of my favorite instrumentals on the whole album through that guitar sort of carrying mm. you and slow tie really just mm-hmm. sort of airing everything out. And just like, mm. you know, he's, he's, he knows that it's like the end of the album. It's the end. So he's like, I'm getting everything else off my chest and I'm just going to empty myself out onto this last track. And I don't know. I wonder who he was calling. I'm assuming it was probably like a friend or a family member in the middle of the song, but there's that like part where it like breaks yeah, to, that's right. to talk like on the phone. But yeah. It was beautiful, yeah, and no, like great, I love the I love closer. the ending. I love the ending ending of this song because overall it's a great closer to it's the very album. It just yeah, it's like it's like you think oh the song is gonna end with this little lo-fi beat and it's gonna fade out, but then it cuts. He's like belting, he's just saying everything, saying everything, and then it, it cuts to like like I remember he's like belting this. And I'm seeing like there's like eight seconds left. What is he gonna say? And then <sighs> he's just saying some stuff here and there. Um, and then he, he does a little kiss at the end and he's like, all right, done. Yeah. Like and, that. you know, overall, just a, a, a really solid project. I texted you. I said, slow time did it again. He's got another hit. I mean, like, it's it's great. Yeah. And and the way that I sort of viewed the album as a whole is sort of, you know, he was reflecting on himself, obviously making it titling it after his own name. But the first half being sort of like him when he's like in the limelight. And, you know, he's very energetic. He's very abrasive. He's very controversial. You know, he's talking about, oh, he can't cancel me. He's talking about all, like, the shit that he does. And he, like, parties and, like, drugs and shit like that. And then the second half, I view as sort of the consequences of his actions, you know? is play with fire, obviously, like, you know, playing with fire. That's, like, not a good thing. You know, that's generally associated with people that are, you know, on the edge of, you know, messing up and shit and i thought that that kind of led into this where he's sort of being more introspective and you know talking about you know the addictions and the and the hard times that he's gone through that have forced him to be like this and it's sort of him thinking like why do i do all the stuff that i say and do on the first half of the album it's oh because of this and you know this is what i'm super insecure about this is stuff i thought about he talks about you know his battles with depression and his battles with suicide you know and it's one of those things like you know Mm it's a very personal second half of the album. And I think it does a really good job of sort of showing, you know, who slow tie really is. Oh yeah. I mean, that's a great way to, to, to review it. And I feel, yeah, it's like a reflection yeah. uh, in real time, in, in real time. It goes from, yo, like, yeah, 45 smoke. I'm a, I'm like, I'm banging, I'm going crazy. And then second half, it's like, fuck, just like, what the fuck was that? You know? Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly. a great way to think about it. And I think it's it's one of those albums where, you know, a lot of people talk about their depression and what they go through, but sometimes it comes off as corny. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, and I think he doesn't, he, he's yeah. very far, far from that. You know, he really does like give it to you with his details, with how important certain things are. Like he'll literally tell you like, oh, only my friends and family, like that's all who I fuck with. And like the song or the, sorry, the, the phone call at the end just adds that little touch of, um, emotion you know all right so do we want to hit you want to top three top three and then we'll and we'll give it a score and then we'll get the hell out of here um i think my top three i won't do the i won't do the both sides thing okay um but i but then that's pretty much going to make it all be from the second side um my third favorite would probably be um adhd the the closer great great Mm -hmm. track um the second one would probably be nhs um really enjoyed that one really enjoyed the the music on that one and sort of the introspective looking and then the 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 number one would have been push i really enjoyed that one which is is tough because there was a lot of great songs there were only a couple songs in here that i thought were kind of eh. a lot of them are really solid and really strong um i think for my score i'm gonna give it like an eight really enjoyed it um we'll see how it goes down the line i'm, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna be coming back to it um uh but yeah that, that, that's kind of what i'm rocking with uh i'm gonna be rocking with 
fairly similar. Two out of the three are in the second half. Uh, number three, I'm going to give it to what? It would have been number one if it was longer. Simple as that. Yeah, uh, but I love that. My favorite, my, my favorite beat of the first half. Um, number two, terms. Again, I just love Dominic Fikes. Of course. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, that, that just, was a tough one sticks. for me not to include. It sticks, you know. And then number one, I'm going to give it to Feel Away, just because, like I said, how polarizing it Another is. That's a good choice. You got James Blake. You got Mal Kimby. Um, this, this, that song, I feel like it would be good, like, uh, mute, like a movie song. Maybe when it's like someone is, uh, like reflecting going, on going life or realizing, yeah. going through it and like makes it over the hump or blah, blah, blah. And then like, okay, it's an uppity beat, but the lyrics aren't, you know? Yeah. But, um, I love songs like that too. Side note. I, I would also give it an eight. Um, and I, I would want to give it more listens. I think you can also agree with me on this, but just like. We listen to new music, but to continue to listen to new music, it's it's getting a little harder because we always like resort to like what we really love and we know it's like yeah. comfortable. Um, but you know, we're slowly that's why we started this podcast. We want to branch out and like force ourselves to listen to new music because new music, we might discover our next favorite album of all time. You never know. Yeah, you never know. And uh, yeah, so I mean that's our thoughts on uh on Tyron or Tyrone or however it's set up. Give it a listen. Tyron. Yeah, by slow I definitely check this out. If you listen to the show, you definitely are into the same stuff that we're into. If not, I don't really know why you're here. Um, uh, so, yeah, definitely check that out. It definitely gets a seal of approval from us. Um, and that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, you know, just th- thanks for listening. Um, obviously, shout out to Bobby Shmurda. He's free. Uh, follow him on Instagram. I think the real Bobby Shmurda. We'll, we'll give him a shout Something out. Like that. Um, you yeah. can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Seam Sketchy Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at KBray63. You can follow me on Instagram at Kyle underscore Bray dot PNG. Garo? You can follow me, Garo Baz, on Instagram and Twitter. That super easy. <laughs> super easy. Super Unlike easy. mine easy now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> so uh, we're not, not quite sure we're going to be giving you guys next week, but we're going to have uh, some fun yep. stuff. So uh, definitely check that out make sure you follow us on all of our different things um spotify soundcloud apple wherever you get your podcasts and we'll catch you guys next week see ya